Hello and welcome to Napchats. My name is Arvin. And I'm Leslie. And this uh, episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eli and Ali Baby, uh, tools for parents on the go. Um, it's also what we do. Um, today uh, is a special, um, a special episode. We're going to move away from some of the heavier COVID-19 uh, chatter. And we want to talk more about uh, the spirit of adventure and family outings and how to manage all that and, and get some of the outdoors in um, in these trying times. Um, Leslie, your, your yes. guest today, you reconnected, right? Yes, I'm super excited to introduce our guest for today. We um, were dear friends in college at the University of Texas at Austin. Go Longhorns, woohoo! <laughs> and um, so her name is Britt Roth, and she's an amazing woman, um, love her dearly. And her and her husband have had a variety of jobs in event planning, marketing, and animation. animation. Since they got married, they had a successful Airbnb in their hometown in Austin, Texas. And after seeing a family on YouTube sell everything um, to live on the road, and I wonder if she's referring to the bucket list family or maybe another family, but they followed uh, suit. And so since 2017, they began a year and a half of adventure traveling in their RV through the United States, Mexico, and Canada. And they live with their kids, Royce and Finn, and their their kids are actually often seen riding ATVs, nice, <laughs> around the park. <laughs> And um, they have a 2015 Columbus Palomino bunkhouse, which is just like a massive RV. And uh, RV life has afforded them the ability to adventure more and clean less. So they are on an exciting venture that we're gonna be talking about later that they, uh, and they just opened um, this new business that we're gonna be talking about. And they also started the Knob Film Fest. So we'll be talking about that as well. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Britt. Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hi, so glad to be here. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and everything. Um, so you are in hot, hottest Kanab. Yeah. <laughs> we are having a major heat wave. It is not normally a hundred degrees here, but it's a dry heat. So um, it's like you're stepping out into an oven, and um, but at least you don't sweat like all day long. So it's not that bad, um, yeah. and it's beautiful here. We're in southern Utah. We're like just a few miles right above the Arizona border, just to kind of give you kind of a location. So just you know, five minutes from here, we, we can hop into Arizona, which is really wild. <laughs> So nice. Yeah. Well, um, you know, here in Houston, the, the weather is very hot and humid, but we don't have the beautiful scenery that you probably have over there. <laughs> it's amazing. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Why, why Kanab? What's, what's in uh, Kanab for you? And we can get into your selection for the RV resort uh, grounds and just why, what makes it, that location special to you? Um, so for us, you know, Leslie mentioned that we did move from Austin, Texas, Austin, super cool town, 
and everybody thinks it's super cool, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, there's, I, I don't know how many millions of people live there now. Um, and and it was, it just became like our, our bubble of living got smaller and smaller with the level of, of traffic and um, just all the roadblocks that are presented when more and more people move to a city. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were really looking for something different and we can hop, you know, we'll go into like why the RV life and all of that. But what struck us with Canav was um, it, it's obvious that it's a small town. There's only 5,000 people here. We literally have two traffic lights in the entire county of um, Kane County. Um, and so it, and it really has kind of like that old school feel of a small town. Um, people immediately you can feel the how genuine everyone is and that was just a real change from where we had been living um, mm -hmm. and the really cool thing about Kanab is that despite it being just a population of 5,000 people um, millions about four to five million people pass through here every year um, because we are it is considered the golden circle or the grand circle however people call it different ways, but mm -hmm. we are about 60 to 90 miles in the middle of the North Rim of the Grand Canyon, Lake Powell, Bryce Canyon, and the Zion National Park, in, wow. as well as so many other, um, you know, like arches and Moab and Monument yeah. Valley and Canyonlands and, I mean, you think of all the parks, you name it, we're right here and we're proximity to California, seven hours, Colorado, seven hours. I mean, it's just, it really just kind of like checked so many boxes off for us. Yeah. Um, about like 45 festivals that happen here every year. So we're like small town living, but with like so many things to do. And it really just, it floated our boat. And so yeah. that's why we chose it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So tell us about what inspired you to sell everything, get on the road, and just go travel. Yeah, I, um, I, you know, I'm, I love this story. I'm so proud of this story because it is such a scary thing, a scary premise for anyone to kind of think about is to really go against the, the norm. And But I've always, that's kind of how I've always lived my life. Um, yeah, there's a picture there of our, our RV there at Jordan L State Park, which is kind of just outside of uh, Utah. Nice. Amazing park. That was our last RV. That's us there in Banff National Park at Lake Louise. Um, yeah, there's the cute kiddos. <laughs> I'm so young because we left when they were, um, my son was one and my daughter was three. And my son learned to walk on our RV, which is really <laughs> Like on top, it on has the roof. Good balance, right? Because you know when you're driving in the RV. Like, you know. <laughs> um, so you know, we um, at the time I had we had already had my um, daughter, and I was pregnant with my son, and um, my husband. I was a stay-at-home mom with my daughter, and my husband was a college professor. And long story short, they shut down his uh, department, and they just fired him on the spot. Um, and you know, I was, I was pregnant, going to give birth in a couple months and we lost our insurance. And from that point on, it really like motivated us to never work for someone ever again. 
you know, like the fact that you can give someone so much of your time and your energy and you spend so much of your time away from your family for this company that then they can just go around and, and just do something like that. Very heartless felt, felt really right. very sad. And, but that happens all the time. And until you decide if it's something that moves you so much to change the course of your life, you're just going to be in the same position. And we just really didn't want to find ourselves in that position anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I had seen a YouTube video of a family. Um, it's called less junk, more journey actually. And they're very super popular now. And, um, they just really, I saw that and I thought it was super awesome. And, you know, about five years before we had my daughter at the time, my husband and I rented an RV. And during his summer break from school, we traveled for three weeks. We did the up the Pacific Coast Highway, up into Canada, came back around, saw Mount Rushmore. I mean, it was like the coolest thing we had ever done. And we've been some really cool places, you know, in Europe and stuff, but we just always came back to how awesome um, RVing mm -hmm. was for us. And so, you know, one day after seeing that video, one day we were sitting and talking about all of the stuff we had to do around our house, all the chores and mowing the grass and bills and all of that. And I just, I was just kind of fed up with it. You know, being a parent, having a home, being a homeowner, having two kids. Um, I'm you guys, you guys get it. The list of to do's is like never ending. And you just want to play with your kids and go outside and enjoy all of your, the fruits of your labor, but your list just is exhaustive. And, I was just so overwhelmed. Um, and so we're sitting and I said to my husband, let's just sell everything and move into an RV. <laughs> and, he, and what did he say? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, totally, you know, luckily we're on the same page as far as our lust for adventure. Um, I'm a little bit more of a planner when it comes to adventure though. He's more spontaneous and he thought it was an awesome idea. And six months later, we had our house up for rent and we had a family coming in to rent it for quite a bit of money in Austin, Texas. We we're lucky that we could get a pretty high rental rate for it. Nice. We bought, we sold our other vehicles. We bought an F-250. Um, we bought a, a, a brand new RV, fifth wheel. We had no idea what we were doing and <laughs> And we, we just, we didn't know how long we were going to be gone for. We knew we had our house rented out for a year mm -hmm. and we left. Like it was just, it was the scariest feeling ever. Yeah. Um, we questioned ourselves as we yeah. were packing up and we remodeled our whole RV and we were like, what are we doing? So, <laughs> so exciting and yeah you know the thought of it we we sold 90 percent of our things we put the rest into storage we grabbed our kids our three dogs and we just left and we had a, a little bit of an itinerary but mm -hmm. um you know a little bit of planning and like in, in between you and your husband yeah yeah <laughs> Can we go back a little bit? Like, how yeah. did you, what was your process of selecting the fifth wheel versus like a class B or a class A RV or a class yeah, B? That's an awesome question. Um, yeah, we had no idea. We just had our experience with 
the RV that we had rented prior and it was one of the driving ones, right? So it's, that was considered a C-class, mm-hmm. um, the driver and it's a little bit bigger. Um, so we went to an RV show in Austin, which gives you a really awesome feel for all the different kinds of spaces and, and things you can drive or pull. Um, we felt like for us, I mean, our dream was like an A-class, which is those massive, beautiful yeah. homes on wheels. Yeah. Um, but we just, you know, we didn't have like $100,000 to spare, right? Um, and so we felt like a fifth wheel really afforded us the 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 amount of space we wanted because because you can get a bunkhouse with a fifth wheel, which means What's in a, the bunkhouse? a bunkhouse. Oh, like, bunkhouse. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I apologize because out of the two of you, so our, <laughs> our share that he also owns an RV. You, so y'all are talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> a, I mean, maybe, well, Arvin, what do you, what kind of uh, RV do you have? We got a class B. It's okay. on a Dodge Promaster chassis. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Just for just for mobility. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. See, I think if we were just going on just like shorter mini vacations in it, we would have gone with something smaller. Yeah. But knowing that, right, this was going to be our home, um, coming from a two thousand square foot home, you know, wrapped <laughs> up into like a like three hundred yeah. square feet. Um, we really wanted a space for the kids. So a bunkhouse is a, is a room in the back and they have their own room, which was, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son at the time was a baby. So we built, we like custom built a crib for him in the top bunk with like a little gate. So he could, it was like a little baby jail, honestly. Cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get out, which is so great for nap time. Yeah. Um, so that's a picture of in that bump out in the very back. That's their room. Um, and then in the middle there, that's the living room. And then the front over the cab of the truck, that was our bedroom. Cool. Yeah, we remodeled it to really make it our own. We took out all the furniture that comes in um, really like standard in an RV. And we put in like our own Ikea stuff so that it was just felt more comfortable and more livable. So that's square feet is it? What? Square feet is it? I think that's, so it was a 36 foot. So that multiplied by an average of 10 feet across, 12 feet across or so. You know, you're looking at like maybe 400 square feet or or so. And it really does like, it's kind of crazy that it feels very big when you're, when you're on it. Mm -hmm. Our ceilings were really tall, uh, about 12 foot ceilings, which makes all the difference. Wow. That's yeah. like a mansion up in there. Yeah. Jeez. Compared to like a, what the t- the tiny houses that you see on HGTV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing what you can cram into such a small space, you know? And yeah. fifth will really give you a lot of bang for your buck too. So we bought that um, used, which was only like a year, old. like it was new, but no one lived in it. We bought it off a lot. But my recommendation, anyone interested in it, don't buy brand new. You can just get the same model and like, you know, if it's 20, it was 2021, then you buy your 2020 version yeah. and you bought it for like half the price, you know? So like awesome. 35,000. Yeah. No way. That's super affordable. And it's like yeah. all the space. It's really weird because class B RVs are less for the buck, like yeah. literally. So I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like those fancy fridges that are small, like, like, they cost <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Interesting. Is it because so, it's small and compact and so people want that more and maybe they it, there's more demand for it? I don't know. I just think it's like they 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 charge for it because they can. I mean, yeah. literally all the materials list it doesn't really add up to, you know, uh, you know the the high dozens, you know, up to up to 100,000 or whatever. Yeah. So I think it's just like what they can do, what they can get away yeah. with. Yeah, and and also what you can get into. Like it's very attractive to know you can literally go anywhere with what you have. How long is yours? It's a twenty footer. Yeah, so yeah. You can go anywhere, right? You can stay at any park, but unfortunately at like national parks there are some like limits, you know, or, or yeah. parks there's limits of how big you can be and like yeah. maybe camping on um BLM land, which is the Bureau of Land Management land, which is yeah. You can't go like necessarily. We we really like could only pick and choose those choices because we were so big. Yeah, and you got to pick your battles for sure. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And speaking of like BLM camping, it, I ever since uh, like Black Lives Matter came out, like people are like, why are you going Black Lives Matter oh, camping? I know. Like, no. So yeah, I feel like the whole good. thing out for them now. Yeah, it's Bureau of Land. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'm learning so much about just RV life. I mean, it's, it's so inspiring. I mean, it makes me want to just get out there more with our family and everything. And yeah, that's so question. So for your kids, do you homeschool them? Like how does all of uh, the, the schooling aspect work for them? Well, so, you know, we, we really picked a great time to do what we did because um, they were not in school. Um, mm -hmm. in, in my opinion, whether they're school age or not, like getting out in the world and adventuring is better than any schooling that anybody can provide. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, but unfortunately it's it's necessary, right? To school your kids in some fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we dove in living full time, not only like on the road, but also with our children, right? We had no babysitter option, we had no parents nearby we chose to leave all of that and so at this point um to say that i'm super excited that my daughter is starting a full day of school for however long that is going to last i'm very excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we moved here and they um you know my daughter was five last year so she was able to go to kindergarten and it was a wonderful experience. You know, we met a lot of friends along the way, so they did get a lot of socializing. We were hiking out and about. But honestly, for for my husband and I, we're just kind of, we're ready a little bit. We were ready for more of the structure. Um, yeah. The structure scares me, but it was a nice, it's just a nice little reprieve because my husband and I have a lot of things that we want to accomplish personally. Um, you know, and so right now school starts tomorrow and my daughter's in first grade and we'll see how that goes with what's happening. And my, my son will start preschool in a couple weeks and we'll see how it all goes. You know, I'm not opposed to homeschool. Um, it definitely affords you that flexible lifestyle. Um, but we're not, we're home based now, you know, we have a business here now. I think the people who moms and the parents dive into homeschool i think it's super awesome because it offers you that that amazing flexibility and you just spend the time doing what you absolutely have to do and then you get to go out and explore you know which 
really is what life is all about. Yeah. Yeah. A, a question on, on the kids um, and resilience. Do you think that the active, um, adventurous, nomadic lifestyle um, set them up for um, success with with everything that's going on with schooling, the way school has changed for them, or the, the lifestyle in general? Has that sort of prepped them for random random like things that pop up uh, yeah i do you know obviously there's no way to know because we didn't you know in those few years they were on the rv right that was just our yeah. experience in life but um you know when you when you decide to make such a life change like that you go from a giant house with all the comforts of home to an rv you really learn and for us too, my husband and I too, you really learn what you can live without and your very, very basic needs that you need, right? You, yeah. you need food, you need shelter, and you need water, and you can live without air conditioning and heat, you know? Mm -hmm. There are times when, um, I mean, literally on our very first day, because this is how novice we were, uh, we didn't know how to turn our water heater on. Um, and so our kids have to had to take for the first week or so we couldn't like get anybody that knew our particular model and it was yeah. a little hard to navigate and troubleshoot. Yeah. Um, and so my kids had to take cold showers and baths and they just had to deal with it, you know, and I felt mm -hmm. awful as a parent. Yeah. Um, but that's also, you know, it's, it's, it's growth, right? So, yeah. um, yeah, and, and so I think that it really allowed them to stretch in terms of what they were, what was was necessary for them and how, how can they play with when mom and dad are setting up the RV and we're plugging in and we're setting up our home in a new place every few days. Well, what can you do? You know, you're not going to play on a tablet or anything because you may not yeah. have internet and that's just not what we're going to do. Yeah. So you know, they would they they got into their routine. They're gonna grab buckets and they're gonna find rocks and they're gonna dig in the sand and they're gonna take the dogs around the park or you know whatever it, it is. They're gonna play with the stroller, whatever they were capable yeah. of doing. Yeah, um, themselves busy. Like, yeah. Play. yeah, yeah. So I think that it really, it really did have them appreciate the finer things in life when we had it right when we got into a hotel even now because we don't have a bathtub they're like oh my god a bathtub appreciate the little things yeah water appreciation dude right it's good and and you know like and it was also a process for us to learn you know when we got our first um flat tire uh, we were not prepared at all um, and we had to wait outside of Moab in like 100 degree weather for about five hours on a Sunday for someone to come find us mm -hmm. and um, fix our tire for us. You know, and, and that's just like kids had to just wait in the car and we like use like a whole tank of gas with the air conditioning on running. And, you know, these are things that it's easy to get really mad and ruin your entire day. And, mm -hmm. I think when you're when you're at home and things are are easy, it's easier for you to get upset because you have all the comforts of home. But when you really are down to the basics, you have to really find it within yourself to say, okay, I'm 
I'm healthy, we're safe. How can we make this into a positive experience and learn something for the future, right? So um, the next time, you know, we, we got everything we needed so that we can change our own tire. And the next time when it happened, we came, we were first just into Mexico um, and in a busy, on a busy, busy highway and 18 wheelers were flying by and my husband got out there, we popped a tire, got out there, cool and calm. Like we learned from last time, you, you know, you, this is just a positive experience. It's happening for you. Yeah. There's a reason this is happening. There's no reason to get your all yourself all worked up because there's nothing you can change about it and just turn all those crappy experiences, right? That you would normally be like, oh my God, this freaking sucks. Yeah. Into like, hey guys, let's like look where we are and let's change a tire. We're learning something new, you know? And so I think that's definitely something that we've taken with us. The kids have taken with us that mm -hmm. the only person responsible for your happiness is you. And you can only, you can be upset if you want, but you're just gonna totally ruin your day. So, yeah. you know, yeah. That's yeah, that's what life is all about. It's just learning and growing and it's all happening for you. Yeah. I really like turning those tumultuous trying moments into uh you know, being able to overcome adversity as a group. So yeah. anecdotally, you know, there was there was a time when we were going up a mountain and we our, our gas light turned on and we were all like really worried and it was pretty <laughs> stressful and then we we got to the top of the, the mountain and we just like coasted all the way down until we hit a gas station. Um, and you know, that was like that, that's no five hour wait in the sun waiting for a spare tire, but like it really brings it. We look back at that fondly. Yeah. You know, yeah. So a lot of these things it's like, Oh wow. We, we overcame that. And the kids are like, Hey, remember the time we almost <laughs> ran out of gas. So it's really, it's really cute. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like I, I, I have fond memories of being stuck on the mountain. Like we, we every year um, during Christmas, we take ski trips out to New Mexico. And there have been many times where we, we've either gotten stuck in the snow or we've had some sort of issue with the van. And those are the times that, you know, you really remember and it teaches you life experiences. And so I can't imagine being able to do that 24 seven as a kid, what it has taught your kids, like Arvin said, with resilience and just stepping out of your comfort zone and being able to be out there and learn things that other kids may not be able to experience. Um, yeah, like boredom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. really important. I'm gonna, I always harp on that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, boredom is just a state of mind. Like that's your choice. Right, mm -hmm. you have a choice to be bored, or you have a choice to get outside and figure out something to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love you too, Amber. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> can we, um, can we, is it safe to switch topics for yeah. a sec? So, totally. we talked, talked about um, the, the growing pains of getting into the lifestyle and learning the lifestyle. Yeah. On the other side, there's the the facilitation of the lifestyle. And in our travels, we've met a lot of, it's it's mostly husband and wife duos, some solo travelers. We don't meet a ton of people with kids. Um, and what 
so the question that's always lurking in the background is how are you how are you making this happen financially like and and yeah. we always, it's kind of like this exchange of like how are what's your bread and butter mm -hmm. oh i do, and it's it, either it's um and i suspect you guys are in both maybe a hybrid camp of oh we we had a property we sold it we rent we're renting it now and that's sustaining us oh, um, and then there's like the digital nomad lifestyle where the, oh i create i create digital assets and um i just have all i need is internet and i'm in a laptop and, and power and, I, and i'm good um so i mean how is this possible permanently <laughs> for y'all yeah. so i would always even though we were doing it i would always look at other people like how are they doing this <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um, also so um so so we so we rented out our house um in austin and we were able to get three thousand dollars a month for our home nice. um, which is like a fair amount of money uh -huh. and then um you know my my grandparents did leave us with a a some money when they passed away mm -hmm. um, you know and and i'm I'm the kind of person and my husband too that, you know, we don't we don't really need to like accumulate stuff. We want to spend money on adventures and we felt like, you know, whatever our nut was, because we had no idea what it was gonna look like on the road. You know, we knew what it was at home. We didn't know what it looked like when when we went off the road, like how much gas was gonna be and how much R V parks were, we had no idea. So we, we said that, you know, whatever more we needed we would pull from that money. Mm -hmm. um, and then I um, also build websites for people, um, and so that was like kind of a little bit of extra money coming okay. in. <laughs> Sorry, it's Shay. She takes care of Eli and Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Shay. Um, and so you know that's just kind of how we did it, and um, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like you're you're no longer paying all the bills, right? You don't have homeowner's insurance and you, you know you kind of like eliminate so much um and then you just decide you know you can there's so many places you can stay for free and so you really balance your budget based upon that um the longer you stay somewhere the less gas you're using and you just find you become you really become you know you're a tourist in a place but the longer you spend there you become fairly like a local right you go to the library and do all those free things you look at all the free things you can do and explore and hikes yeah. are free mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so that's kind of how we did and then of course when we went back and sold our home that is like we took a chunk and continued our adventures we decided we wanted to end our big rv trip um or our our big life adventure with a five-week tour in europe and so Mm -hmm. We did that as well from the money that we um, earned from our the sale of our home. Yeah. Nice. Knowing you, but you are so creative and you've just always, you know, been able to be an inspiration to a lot of people with the things that you're doing. So um, I appreciate that. And um, I always see your posts on Facebook and that all the different things that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we're involved in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'd love to jump into into that. I mean, yeah. uh, on one hand, I love the messaging of we're, we're like you're letting go of that homeowner's 
association and, and all the other tertiary stuff that kind of crowds crowds you mentally and financially. Yeah. Um, so with with like anxiety being an obsession of something in the future and depression being so, an obsession with something in the past, does does like do the hand does what you're worried about like significantly just does it turn into the present? Like, do you worry about the future and or the past, or is the family <laughs> focused on like, what are we? What's what's at hand today? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It's a, I, you know, I. It's such a. I've always wanted to since we started this adventure. I really do. I mean, maybe at some point I will write a book because I think, um, I do. I get like sad for people who feel like there is only one way to live, right? Um, and I, I was so overwhelmed and so stressed about that typical American lifestyle that we think we have to leave. Mm -hmm. um, there is no one way to live. And I think really, especially in the light of COVID, I think everyone's kind of like blinders are off, like, oh, yeah. I don't have to work in an office. I can work from home and I can travel and I don't have to be near people. Mm -hmm. I mean, RV living is like way high right now, which is awesome for us, um, you know, because people see how life can switch like that and how mm -hmm. scary it can be if you are not set up financially for one, that it can just be pulled right out from under you. And it's a shame that that, has happened to many people, but it's the reality that anything can happen at any moment, at any time. And I, we just wanted to take ourselves out of that, um, you know? And, and so living in a city, as much as it's cool and, you know, it's very cool. Like we have lots of things going on. Everything's at your fingertips, restaurants galore, yeah. movie theaters, whatever you want you have there is such a level of anxiety and stress that you're literally working just to pay for your basics. And I just, I have a hard time seeing people live like that when I know there's another way. Uh, only if you can change your mindset, of course, and look and find that if you want to, right? Um, I have a lot of family members, my, um, a lot of my husband's family live in New York City and LA and they're just like these balls of stress and I just don't understand why anyone wants to live like that because we all know that stress leads to so many negative things about your body and, yeah. and mm -hmm. health and the impact on your family and all of that. So, you know, yeah. getting out of that, choosing a place where, I mean, like life is like so amazing like you literally can go out of your house in your pajamas and nobody cares and i don't <laughs> care you know yeah. like over makeup and it doesn't matter what i look like and that's just the nature of where i've chosen to live if yeah. i lived in austin i definitely would never do that you know because right, it's just, right the societal pressures of looking right. a certain way in a certain place and i choose not to be like that and i definitely like I was already, we were already like thinking about wait lists for preschool and I'm like, this is so fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like the system, yeah, like okay. this system, the, the societal man. construct. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy and 
I did not want my kids to grow up like that. I don't want them to be judged for the way they look, what they wear, what car they drive. I mean, we yeah. have a beat down Land Rover that you have to start like a couple different times. <laughs> and I, <laughs> we got here for off-roading and you know, I just love it because it doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't matter and here what matters is like the kind of person you are, the good, you know, the good in you. Right. And the fact that we are able to do any kind of business and put on any kind of event and people are open to that. Like my future feels very exciting because it's such a welcoming, low pre pressure, low stress place that I've chosen. And literally the red rocks here, like everyone kind of says that there is such an energy that you get from them. And it's true, you know, nature has energy and there's certain minerals and, and stuff in dirt and clay and rocks, right? That give off certain energy that raise your vibration and I'm into that a little bit. My mom is very into that, but that's mm -hmm. also just part of choosing where you want to live. You know, you've got two traffic lights. So, you know, the traffic here, you're like waiting when it's like high season, your traffic is like, there's five cars at this light. Oh my God, I'm waiting here for like a minute. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> your priorities are so, so different. Yeah. The way your yeah. lifestyle is set up is so different from the construct so that we've been, that we grew up in. Like you said, the American dream or whatever that is now. Um, and you're obviously, you and your husband are obviously doers and, and yeah. makers and creators. So let's just talk about this RV RV yeah. park that you just decided wow. to create. Out of Tell us about like, it. Like, and what's and the deal what, with is, that? what is the story behind the name Dark Sky, mm. which I can, I can kind of assume, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah. Well, so the name behind it is um, we're one of the very few communities in America that that is named like a dark sky community, which means all of the businesses in the city have to have like downward lighting and dark sky approved lighting. Oh, um, it's it's light pollution. Yeah, light pollution, right? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That I was not assuming that. <laughs> I was oh, assuming yeah. it was just you know dark, beautiful sky in the scenery. Well, and, yeah. And yeah, of course. I mean. We're just three miles out of town, so not far at all. Um, but the, the Milky Way, I mean, many people in the world have never seen the Milky Way or in the United States, never seen it. Um, it runs right over our property, um, oh, nice. now, you know, and people have already have stayed here, have already captured like epic photos of it just with like their their regular cameras, which is really, really cool. So. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's the that's the premise of it, and we really try to, you know, our property. I'll talk about how we how we came to be, but yes. the um, the point of us because there are several RV parks in town, um, but we are on forty acres, and right now we've only developed about twenty of them, and uh, the goal for us is keeping it as natural as possible. Um, so we want to really give the feeling for everyone who stays here that you're kind of like boondocking, which it means you're out in the middle of nowhere, but we have full hookups for you, which means you have air conditioning, you know, you have power, you have water, and you're hooked up to a sewer system. Mm -hmm. um, so you have all your comforts of home. Um, and and is that not typical in like a normal RV 
it is typical. It's typical. Um, but like if you, we're kind of like melding, if you were to stay like at a national park, how beautiful that usually is mm-hmm. with, with staying at an RV park. So typical RV parks on average, they're like parking lots. So you're right next to each other. You're, you're most of the time you're looking at the other person's like septic. <laughs> yeah. Not like we stayed at one in town before we opened ours where we could hear the other RV people. They, we can hear them coughing. Like yeah. that's not my and other things. Maybe that's, yeah. that's classic <laughs> RV, classic yeah. RV cramp, you know, cramped. Yeah. And that is, that's definitely for someone who built to build an RV park. That's definitely the more um, budget way to go, right? You cram yeah. them all in, you get as much money as possible in yes. a small spot. Um, our our fee sites are 75 feet apart from the next one. <sighs> we only have 18 spots. Um, and we have like spa like bathrooms with indoor and outdoor showers, um, heated flooring, dimmable lighting. Yeah. Um, laundry on site we have a dog park we have a kids dig pit where they can you know shade sail and they can dig for treasures and we have, have a- trail trailheads um available on site like can, no. can you park okay you got to drive somewhere to go hiking yeah. okay yeah. okay um which things are not very far we have about 100 trails in town so you know you're nice. just like five minutes away from hundreds of things to do and then we're right down the road from two different tour companies that can take you out to like really famous places. Um, yeah, I had to bring up, I had, <laughs> sorry, it's probably not yeah. um, optimized with the screen, but it's okay. But that a, kind of gives you an idea like that's one spot and you don't see anybody else, you know? So um, it's pretty, pretty cool. We also have 10 camping sites. It really feels like, really feels like you're out in the middle of nowhere, but yet you're only, you know, a handful of miles from town. So that's what we're going for is mm-hmm. really this like luxe kind of feel that we've never in our year and a half of traveling, we've never been able to experience. And it was just kind of surprising for us. And and that's the motivation of why we wanted to um, do an RV park our way, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool business model. And so you're not crowded are you having to is it like more of a premium experience where you since you're curating experience for only a few and not like sardines it's yeah. a little bit more on the premium side for for this day like pr- price wise are you saying yeah 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 i mean we really want to be competitive because we just opened this weekend mm-hmm. yes congratulations by the way i'm already planning my trip it's eight hours away Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, we're $50 a night for an RV site, which is very comparable to everybody else, especially the fact that you get so much more, you know? Yeah. I mean, but also, if you love to be right next to someone, like some people do, or you want to be on um, concrete, which some people do, we're just not the match for you, you know? It's, it's we're, you put out what you will attract. So we're mm-hmm. attracting the right people. Um, and that's, you know, that everything will, will come to us. And it's just been a wonderful experience so far. Yeah. Um, have you yeah. had a lot of visitors, um, since you've opened? Yeah, we have, we've had five, five people already, which is really cool. Nice. So five RVs and then we had a tenter and it's just really such a wild experience because we live on site. 
Um, and so we've, for the last couple of years, you know, we've been developing this for two years and we lived, we've lived here um, for like six months now when like everything was ready and our pads were ready and utilities. And it's just weird to now share the park with people, even though everyone is like so far away from us. It's just like a neat feeling to know you open your door. And my most favorite thing um, at any RV park at night is seeing all the the lights on inside a camper. And it's so dark out, but everyone's lights are on. And just like that feeling that everyone has their own special home. And so yeah. last night, um, my husband and I went out and just just seeing like people are enjoying their time here and they're living their lives at our park. It's something that we created for them. It's just a really wild experience. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So how are uh, Royce and Finn enjoying it? Are they kind of helping out and yeah. getting to enjoy the scenery as well? Yeah. yeah. So um, they love it. They love it. They, you know, there's like umpteen places that they can like dig. They love digging. Kids love digging in dirt and sand and moving rocks. And um, so that's like in our, the terrace that we have where people can come and just hang out. My kids like to bring their scooters and they'll just like scooter around the terrace while we're cleaning and working. And they love to like spray the tables and wipe them down. And um, my daughter, we have a golf cart and she is like such an awesome driver. We like we used to practice driving our trucks. We would sit in the scene. She would, sit on us and we drive our loop and she would you know steer and we kind of realized she was pretty good so once we got the golf cart my husband made her a little foot pedal so oh. <laughs> how <laughs> old is she she's sick okay um, that's hilarious she's yeah. totally like she's such a good driver and she's very safe and so my mom and i the other day were doing something at down at the loop and we needed some things and we're like, look, if you want to go in the golf cart, because they were down with us, you want to take Finn and you can go around the loop and go pick up this and this from the house and come back, you know, and they're, she's great at it. She's very responsible. I think it gives her a sense of being part of the team and that we trust her. Yeah. Um, and so they it's have a lot, they have a lot of activities available to them that six year olds don't, you know, yeah. it's a different type of upbringing. A totally different type of upbringing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's an awesome one. I mean, they certainly, you know, they'll go to friends' houses and they they talk about having wanting to have a house and being able to run like across a house would be cool. Um, <laughs> sure. you know? And I'm like, yeah, one day, you know, this isn't going to be a forever thing in an RV. Um, but but when your friends come here, they think it's so cool that you live in a bunk and then you have your own bathroom. About forty you know, acres of a house. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, we were we hung out with one of the campers here, and we we went down with um, their daughter to the dig pit, and their her daughter the, um, was kind of telling my kids like, oh, you run down this road and then you're gonna take this little you know the rusty bucket trail to the dig pit, which was so cool. <laughs> All of this, right? And then her mom was like, honey, this is their home and they know exactly what they're doing and where they're going. And it was just a, I mean, it's really neat. Like it's neat that the kids like this is, yeah, all of this is their home. And what kind of cool upbringing is this? It's like how I grew up where you, 
you know, half the time they're naked and they have no shoes on and they're mm-hmm. just running and they're dirty and it's just awesome, you know? Yeah. That's oh. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, what are some of the values that you've seen them just, you know, build as they've been growing up through these adventures that you've been having? Um, definitely a sense of adventure, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was really important to us to not, not feel like they could, I mean, they definitely both have tablets and they love their tablets. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a tool, you know, not, not going to lie. It's a tool for me to be able to have some downtime and be able to work and, and, you know, they're basically being monitored what they're playing and watching and all of that. But to be able to say, hey, guys, let's put down our tablets. Let's go outside. I don't have to fight them on it, you know, to know that um, I really don't. I know there's a lot of research out there about monitoring time and being so strict about it. And Mm -hmm. I have approached it very differently that, you know, um, because I I feel like, you know, you always hear these kind of anecdotes. And this is how I grew up with drinking. you know, whatever your thoughts are about it, you know, my parents were in a very lax household and mm-hmm. I was able to have a sip as a kid and it wasn't like this big thing, right? Oh my God. Right. So yeah. when I get to college, I mean, I think, you know, Leslie, I was not a partier in the least. I sort of had yeah. to be dragged out for my 21st birthday. I've been drunk like two times. Like, I don't really care for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, and that's kind of how I'm trying to approach it and testing the waters for tablets, for example. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, I'm not so strict about it. It's not that big of a deal. And so when it's time to put them down, it's not a fight. It's cool. They plug them in, and, and we're moving on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so that's sort of that value of, like, appreciating those awesome things like tablets, but also going outside and appreciating that our, this is our space. Let's make it beautiful. Let's work together. You know, my daughter, I give her 50 cents to take down the laundry from the laundry line because we don't yeah. have fire, you yeah. know? So yeah, that kind I of like stuff that. is awesome. I like the team, the team um, ethic that you're cultivating where, um, you know, the kids enjoy spraying down the tables and wiping them and it's all for, it's, it, it reminds me of the metaphor of like you're on a ship and everyone has their duty to like keep the ship, you know, in tip top shape. Yeah. So the contribution yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. So and, it's, and sometimes it's, you know, they don't want to do chores and that's cool, but find something else to do, you know, like mm-hmm. we got to do some stuff because this is our business and, and we're, you know, having people here and find something else to do, yeah. <laughs> you know, play with your toys. You have, you have, I always say they have so many toys, but of course we live in an RV. So that so many is probably very little for other people, but, um, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's, it's enough. You give a kid a cardboard box and they're like, Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) I think it's going to teach them so many great things in life and just about business and, you know, starting, maybe they'll start up their own family business or continue the family business. So that'll be exciting to see, you know, what they what they end up venturing out to do when they get older. Well, we're, we're really encouraging. I think my daughter and son need to be a little bit older, but I would love they have their own. My brother-in-law got them these little ATVs, um, <laughs> which are quite powerful tools. My son is kind of afraid to do it because, I mean, I sit on it and I like go. It goes yeah. eight miles per hour. 
It's like a legit machine. Yeah. And you can hook up. We have this like uh, um, caddy that can carry rocks and you can put things in it. And my daughter hooks it, hooks it up to the back of her ATV with this big clip. And she takes our trash out for us. Um, and I would love as they get a little older to offer like trash concierge around the park. Nice. Like put a little tip jar and leave your trash out and they can come and pick it up and start their own business and work towards whatever things they want to earn money for. So yeah, I'm just like Yeah. (laughs) What's useful? What do people need and how can they fill a need with the environment that they're in? It's kind of like just solving problems. Yeah. I I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that kids who grow up doing chores or, you know, doing like a part-time job, they learn that grit early in life and how to really um, be a self-starter on their own. Yeah. It's a good, it's such a great skill, especially as our, I feel like our um, world moves in such a different way, you know, you know, like, a lot of people are um, doing so much online now and it's encouraged to start your own thing. And mm-hmm. like the world looks so different than when we graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with COVID it's, it's even more accelerated. I was talking to a financial planner a few days ago and she's like, yeah, the new 401k is being an entrepreneur. Uh, and that was like, I've never heard anyone speak like that. I'm like, interesting. That is, you just have to start your own thing and, and grow it. So, it's, you know, instead of like contributing to to whatever savings, uh, you know, fund, it's like contrib- invest in yourself, invest in a, something that you're trying to grow. Um, yeah. And let's assume your kids are, here's a scenario, your kids are, they're, they're doing something productive so mommy and daddy can work. Yeah. Um, what's going on with, you know, other than the, the new uh, resort, RV resort venture, what else is worth mentioning that that you're putting your energy into yeah cool thanks these are great questions um so um my husband uh started with a partner of his he started an online creative agency um so it's video production mainly um so his background in animation and film really like lend itself to this really cool business venture um so they're they make commercials and it's a lot of like social media video content because that's like one of the number one ways to catch people's attention mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of that's what what he does um it's you know it's a startup and so there's a handful of hours each day where he's working on something um and so that's a really creative thing right now they're making this really neat um commercial for this subscription box called lit joy and it's just like the classic books that are coming out like harry potter and the potter kind of stuff and so they're like they made a little video like a it's a couple minutes that'll that i guess this company will release socially to tell them about um you know for 12 months what books you'll receive in this subscription box so that's just an example of the kinds of things that they do so that's neat and very keeps him creative and um i make websites for people and do a lot of local marketing here specifically for a realtor here who actually moved from austin texas to canab and (laughs) a realtor she helped us find this location so um that is that's a really neat thing for me to be able to give back to the community 
that's really neat. Like you're, you're again, you're adapting to your environment and yeah. community and you're filling a needs. You're yeah. symbiotically coexisting. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. It is, and, it, and it's a community that just kind of welcomes you to whatever you want to do, um, mm -hmm. which is why when we first discovered CNAB, um, we realized that it was considered the, it's called, it's called Little Hollywood. So like huh. thousands and thousands of movies have been filmed here, specifically Westerns, but um, mm -hmm. because of the landscape, but like Apple does commercials here, Nike, there's like music videos that are, that are um, filmed here. Really? Yeah, and so it's just a breeding ground for film, which is so cool. Um, yeah. You know the newest Westworld with like James Marsden and have you ever have you guys seen that? It was like on maybe Showtime or something like that. I don't know. When they got into the real world, I I kind of stopped. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Okay, but you are well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They filmed it right here at the Coral Pink Sand Dune. So even before we lived here, we went out there to camp there, and there was like all these barricades. And we had no idea what was going on and. Like, I'm so sorry, we're, we're closed for a movie shoot. It was like Westworld was being filmed. It was so cool. Oh. Like this tiny town and it attracts so many big budget kinds of things like that. So yeah. and I were really shocked that there wasn't a real traditional kind of uh, film festival here. Um, they have a little guerrilla film fest um, that they do like a three day thing where you come in and you shoot a film over 24 hours and then they show it. Um, so we started a film festival that's three-day event and for like six months we collect film submissions from all over the world and then people come into town and we throw lots of cool parties and we show movies of course and then we yeah. this last year is our second year doing it so we literally lived here for like six months and we had our first one. Um, <laughs> We're Looks like, like we have a fan too, Ron Thomas. Hey, Ron, hey. <laughs> we love cannot feel They were one of our sponsors. They just started a really cool business. They moved from Florida. I mean, these are also great entrepreneurs, a great place to start a business. They have a really cool art space where you come in and you make like really neat artwork. And so they're they're super cool too. They're friends of ours, and he's also an adventure guide too. So yeah. um so yeah, we so we started the film fest. It was super successful. Like even the second year in COVID, we had to move the date a couple times, but we like doubled our submissions. We doubled our attendance, and it was a really fun time. And it it speaks to I love putting on events, and my husband is you know film background, and mm -hmm. it's just a big mesh. It's a perfect yeah. mesh. Yeah, and we just love to create things that people can come and enjoy. You know. Yeah. And are you using your your um, resort as just a gathering hub? Well, it wasn't open yet. And so yeah. for sure next year, we're definitely planning on doing maybe some outdoor movies here. Ah. We have this big like blow up 12 foot outdoor screen, which would be really cool to have movies and a little like cocktail hour or something like that. Private yeah. party, you know, just for the filmmakers. So yeah, we're definitely going to utilize this is, you know, not only is it an RV park, but it's, really to, to be a platform for events, you know, mm -hmm. where you can come and do all kinds of cool things like kids' birthday parties or get married here or retreats, all kinds of retreats happen here. Mm -hmm. So 
um, you know, that's our eventual goal for the campground because we have a lot more acreage that we have not developed yet. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you can wow. grow, totally grow into it and totally build, it, build yeah. up a community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's April, April, May, is that right? Yeah, lot, right. Next year is April 29th to May 2nd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the kids know too, like, you know, the film fest, they know where we have a really beautiful new conference space downtown and like state of the art projectors and sound. And my son the other day was like, Mom, that's where the film fest was. And so they're like getting used to like our other endeavors that we have because for the, those four days, we don't really see them at all because it's not yeah. totally kid friendly. Sure. Um, but they come and they help set up the room and they play and, you know, they just start. They're just along from the ride, and you know, my I'm hoping they're learning something from us. <laughs> yeah, totally. And when they get to graduate into attending, that'll be yeah. a big deal for them too, and they earn that, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll we can close close this out. We don't want to. We want to be sensitive of your time, Britt. Um, for anyone who's interested in in doing what you're doing. Like what's, what would you say to them if, if some people are on the fence of uh, maybe not as drastic as like just selling everything and taking <laughs> off, but like yeah. if they're interested in the lifestyle. In the RV lifestyle or like just minimal living? Minimal living, RV, I think it all goes hand in hand. And, yeah. you know, kind of just questioning your, your position and setup in life. And yeah. How do you encourage someone like that? Well, I think that, um, you know, certainly if you are, you're, if you're in a relationship, you have a family, you know, these are decisions. These are big, huge decisions that you certainly want to be on the same page with your partner on. Right. Um, I know a lot of people feel like having children and they're in school that really stops people from doing these kinds of big things, but kids are resilient. And as long as they're with you, they're cool. You know, they'll figure it out. Mm. Um, and there is, if you're willing to put in the work for homeschool and that kind of thing, then you, those are, those are really tiny, tiny details that I believe you don't even have to worry about. You know, um, these are like life skills that, and, and, and really allows your children to see you in a different light that like, if you are not happy with where you are, it doesn't mean you're stuck. There are other ways to live and there are other, other ways, there are ways to solve your problems, whatever they may be. And if you feel stuck, there's just other ways to live, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you feel unhealthy, you feel sad, you feel whatever, then I definitely encourage, I know for us, minimizing our responsibilities in life was like totally key. You know, I have a tiny space to clean. I don't have the an insurmountable amount of bills that really felt like a lot and especially when my husband lost his job that feels very scary and yeah. so you know write down all the pros and all the cons of whatever life is happening to you right now and just you know it doesn't have to mean that you have to make giant drastic changes but hit up a few of those every few months and see how you can eliminate those stressors because there's other ways to live than being you know, full of anxiety and full of stress. So for us, it was selling everything and totally changing the trajectory of our lives. And if we didn't, to be honest, I, you know, maybe we would have come up with something because that's our spirit. 
but we probably would have still been in the same house because we wouldn't have been able to afford anything else in Austin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would have been in a neighborhood of people who never talked to one another. Mm -hmm. um, and we've just, you know, my husband would have lost his job. Obviously we would have figured something out, but it was a scary premise. Um, and in COVID, I'm damn glad I'm not in a city. Um, it's like it doesn't even exist out here. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, and so in those, in those, for those reasons, there are other ways. There are other ways for people to live. And no, I just, yeah, I mean, if you're, and, and also you have to kind of look within yourself. Is it very important for you to go to the coolest, newest restaurant, to go see movies all the time? Like, what are your priorities? Because if those questions, the answers to those questions are yes, then perhaps moving out of a city or, you know, and, and simplifying your life is not the answer for you. For me, I don't really care that I have a Target an hour and a half away. You know, that's the closest, or a Walmart is an hour away. Like, those are the closest pieces of reality. And, yeah. You know? And yeah, that's yeah. with me. Like, I have yeah. Amazon Prime. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yes, I was going to say, does Amazon deliver to you? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> that's all you need, really. <laughs> Everything's online now. You don't even need to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think it's just, it's really like looking at your lifestyle and what are you willing to live without? What are you not willing to live without? Are you willing to change your entire life? Are you willing to uprove your children? Is that okay with you? Can you make money in another way? You know, could you yeah. sell your home and use that money to, to traject you into something greater? You know, I mean, this life is so awesome. Like I have always said I wanted to own my own business and travel for a living, really. And that's what I kind of feel like I'm doing now. Like my job is to clean two bathrooms every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's my work and checking yeah. in. And I've created the life that I wanted for myself. And, you know, if you have any of those beliefs of like whatever you put out will become your reality, um, highly 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 recommend that you hop on board with that kind of thinking yeah is scientifically true in the way i see things yeah um, but yeah just you know if you want to change your life it's possible like anything is totally possible well yeah. Britt, um thank you so much for sharing your stories your adventures your life <laughs> insights i mean and truly inspiring anybody who might be listening to this right now who might be thinking of doing the same thing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, loved hearing about all your travels and your family business. So we wish you all the best in your um, new venture. Um, and if you want to plug in the website, Oh, cool. people go. do I just say it or yeah, yeah just say oh, it, but I have it down here. <laughs> Um, and I designed that website. So, you know, if you have any comments about that, <laughs> it's cute. It's really yeah. cute. Yeah, so everybody designed your website. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if the audio broke up, but, um, Britt said dark sky RV dot com. Yeah. I'm, I'm eight minutes, eight hours and eight minutes away. I'm already planning. So, yes, yeah. and Leslie, <laughs> yes, I know. I got it. I got it. Maybe get yeah. an RV, or maybe we'll just come in our Honda Odyssey if that's okay. <laughs> you know that one, dude. Low commitment. Right yeah. Now. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the film festival sounds wonderful. So that would be great to come during then. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And thank you for bringing light to, you know, parents who are really doing awesome things just like you guys and, you know, who are not caught up in the the heaviness of life and who are just kind of doing doing their thing and setting good examples as best they can for their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you if and when you write that book, let us yeah. know. Okay. We'd love to read it. Yeah. Either way, we're gonna have to catch up again and see where you take your resort and your the other endeavors between you, you and your husband. And yeah, there there'll there'll be more. I feel like you guys are in a growing a growing trajectory right now. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is yes. a wonderful show. Please tell the family and Jeff hi. I will, yeah. Say hello to your families. I don't really know them much. But, <laughs> yeah. You will soon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Britt. See you guys. Thanks. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I know. Well, I just want to have an adventure now. <laughs> I, I know. Go. I'm so inspired. But um, that was really great. And I think it's it's always great to just learn about other people's lives, how they live it, and just be um, inspired that, and reminded that, you know, living your life a certain way is not always, you don't always have to live it that way. You can. Yeah, there's other ways of living. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's always refreshing to see someone who's doing it totally different than, than myself mm -hmm. and re-examine, just question like the way I'm doing things. Exactly. So it's really refreshing. Uh, well, I guess um, before we sign off, we just want to thank everybody who gave us a like, um, sent us some love. Uh, we, uh, I, see, I see that quite a few people did um, uh, watch us live or and or um, subscribe to our, our Snapchat channel. And if you want to see any more in the future, please make sure to subscribe on our Facebook or YouTube. And we also have a podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a topic you'd like to explore or challenge with us, please uh, reach out to us on all the various social media outlets, and we would love to connect. Well, till next time, we'll see you on our next Snapchats. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye.